Stay tuned because today I'm going to talk about what I think the housing market is going to be like in 2022 in the Tampa Bay area, and I'm going to give you tips on how to navigate it. Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson here, Realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. Pretty much since April of 2020, the housing market nationwide has been on fire. And the Tampa Bay area has experienced a frenzy a lot more than even some other areas. I have talked about this a lot on this channel pretty much every episode since April of 2020. It has been a seller's market unlike anything I've experienced in the last 15 years of doing real estate in the Tampa Bay area. Now, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon, but I'm going to tell you I'm expecting more of the same in 2022. And I'll take a few minutes now to tell you why. Looking at the latest data that I have right now from the end of September 2021, all three counties in the Tampa Bay area still have less than one month's worth of inventory on the market. That means if no other houses get listed, then it will take less than one month for every house on the market to be sold. Like I've said many times before, a healthy, balanced real estate market is about six months worth of inventory. Now, we typically don't see a rush of homes hitting the market in November and December here in the Tampa Bay area. So I'm not expecting that inventory to climb. So that means going into 2022, our low supply of inventory is going to persist in the beginning of the year. With so little supply and so much demand, the supply and demand problem that we have been dealing with since April of 2020 is going to continue into 2022. And that's what raises prices. We have been seeing this for 20 months now. To balance things out moving forward, we either need more supply or less demand. Let's talk about both of those. Neither of those seem very likely. Current Tampa Bay area residents aren't moving because frankly, they have nowhere to go. I realize that this isn't entirely true. There are some sellers that are cashing in their equity and moving up in size or becoming renters or moving out of town entirely. Nationally and locally, people in general are staying put in their houses longer. On average right now, people are staying about eight years. Compare that to the early 2000s when people were staying around four years. Less people moving, less inventory. We are relying on builders to produce a lot of our inventory, which has been its own set of problems this year. They are building as fast as they can while navigating all of the hurdles that have come up in the last year and a half with supply chain issues, rising prices, and labor shortages. Most builders I'm currently working with are still working through contracts that they put in place in late 2020 or very early 2021. They aren't even close to having new inventory that they can sell for buyers that want to close in early 2022. Mid 2022 is really what we're targeting for people going under contract right now. Now, new construction is a super important topic, and I will talk a little bit more about it later. That's a little bit about supply. Now, regarding demand, people are still moving to Florida in droves, specifically the Tampa Bay area. A recent study by the Tampa Bay Business Journal found that the Tampa Bay St. Pete market was the fourth hottest housing market in the last year, just behind Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, Texas, and Boise, Idaho. Further, a U.S. News & World report just came out recently that has Tampa ranked the number six city for retirees. Interestingly, eight of the top 10 cities in that report were in Florida. And Tampa isn't just for retirees. We have tons of young people coming here. It's a great city for young people. Plus, we have companies that are moving their headquarters here 
or opening regional offices here. Our job rate growth in the Tampa Bay area since April 2020 is 19.5%. That puts us at 16th in the nation. In other words, we are growing very rapidly and there's no end in sight to that growth at this point. Florida and the Tampa Bay area are still relatively inexpensive for both businesses and people moving here. We have no state income tax. Our housing prices are still relatively low in comparison to other cities. Plus, we have beaches and sunsets and great cities and year-round living. Frankly, I'm surprised it's taken this long for everyone around the country to notice us. Guys, it is really hard for me to convey through this camera how much excitement and energy there is in this city. But Melanie, what about all those foreclosures that are supposed to be flooding the market and the mortgage forbearance that was supposed to cause so many problems? Well, that just isn't what we're seeing yet nationwide. The number of households that are currently in forbearance is going down regularly. The forbearance program is working the way that it should for most people. Yes, I expect there to be more foreclosures on the market. It only makes sense that they will go up now that foreclosures are going to be processed again. However, with all the equity that's out there, most people that are facing foreclosure should be able to sell their homes without actually having to go through the whole foreclosure process. Currently, in the three counties that I consider the Tampa Bay area, there are only 27 foreclosures or short sales currently listed on the market. 27 out of all the houses here. The Tampa Bay Business Journal also just did a report on zombie foreclosures and zombie foreclosures are houses that are vacated whenever a foreclosure process starts. Now what they found is in the entire state of Florida right now, they found 907 zombie foreclosures. That's not a lot considering this is a huge state. Now obviously that doesn't take into account the foreclosures where there's owner occupants. But again, there's a lot of equity out there. So hopefully most homeowners won't have to go through the whole foreclosure process or the foreclosure process will take long enough that those are not necessarily going to hit the market in 2022. I am in no way expecting some huge rush of foreclosures to come on the market. And frankly, if there are some foreclosures that come on the market, we welcome them. We need the inventory. I've talked a lot about interest rates in some of my previous episodes. As you know, the interest rates have been at historical lows for several years now. So do I think those interest rates will go up in 2022? Probably. I do think that they will probably go up. Whether they go up enough to actually affect demand is the bigger question. Unless interest rates are going above 4%, I'm not really expecting that to affect demand too much. In fact, if people start thinking that interest rates are about to go up, then I think that's gonna push more buyers into the buyer pool in early 2022 so they can try to take advantage of the historically low interest rates. Ultimately, we all know that interest rates will have to go up at some point, but I don't expect that to be a super fast jump. I bought my first house in 2000. My interest rate was 7.75%. I remember telling my dad what that interest rate was and he was like, Melanie, that's amazing. I can't believe that you got such a low interest rate. So if you want any interest rate perspective, go talk to a baby boomer. They have seen everything from over 15% to 2%. Regarding interest rates, here is something that I think about all the time and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. So many buyers out there have bought homes in the last five years or have refinanced their home into these historically low interest rates. A lot of buyers have 
bought their dream home, they bought their family home that they're gonna grow into. So if in a couple years rates go up to say six or 7%, what is going to be the motivation for current homeowners to sell their house and buy a new one at a higher interest rate. Now there are always life circumstances that will make certain people have to move. I understand that. And there will be people who will be able to purchase their next house with cash. But if rising interest rates demotivate current homeowners from selling their house in a couple years, then won't that just exacerbate our current supply problem? Theoretically, if rates rise enough, then demand will be lower and maybe that will even out with supply. I don't know, it's just something that keeps me up at night whenever I'm thinking about our current supply issue, how much time we need to get out of what it currently is, and how much risk we have moving forward of people not wanting to sell their current houses. So there are a lot of people out there that are much smarter than me. If you guys have any thoughts on this, feel free to put them in the comments. I would love to hear what you think. We're gonna talk a lot more about lending issues for 2022 with a lender partner of mine. Stay tuned in a couple weeks for that episode. One thing that wasn't on my radar for 2021, but is very much on my radar for 2022 is pent up demand from non-US citizen buyers. People outside of the US weren't really buying houses in 2020 and 2021. Now that they can, there's a lot of demand for it, especially in Florida. I think we're going to see a surge of foreign demand come January 2022. That's when all the snowbirds come. There is a lot of wealth that is accumulated around the world in certain business sectors. Real estate is a great place for those people to put their money. Canadians have historically loved the Tampa Bay area. So to all you Canadians out there, we're ready for you. Okay, so I know that all of you out there watching or thinking about moving to Florida are thinking, why would I wanna be a buyer right now? This seems really daunting. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. It is really challenging to be a buyer right now, but I do have some tips for you. So here are my tips for navigating the market in 2022. Number one, have all of your ducks in a row. Every single duck. Your lender needs to have all of your financial documentation. They need to provide you with a pre-approval letter, not just a pre-qualification letter. That lender needs to be ready to call the listing agent to talk about what a fantastic buyer you are. Your realtor partner needs to be an experienced full-time realtor who has been successful in getting buyers under contract in this market. If your realtor does not have a lot of experience in this crazy market, then you might wanna look for a change. You also need to have an insurance agent ready. We have had a ton of insurance changes here in the state of Florida. If you're looking for a house that might be in a flood zone, you need to be able to call that insurance agent right away, figure out if it is in a new flood zone and what that cost might be. It makes a big difference in your monthly payment. Get your team together before you even start looking at houses. It will help you so much once you're putting in offers. If you have a contingency to sell your current home before you can buy another house, understand that that's probably not going to be possible. It is perfectly reasonable for you to need to do that. I totally understand that people need the equity from one house to put down on the next house. It seems crazy to even tell you that you can't do that. However, in this seller's market, we have to take away contingencies, not add them. 
So if you're in that situation, it's okay, but what I recommend that you do is to just go ahead and sell your current house, look into finding a short-term rental or a long-term rental if you want the flexibility, and rent for a bit while you're buying. You can't have that extra contingency unless for some reason you're looking at houses that have been on the market for a while or maybe new construction, which brings me to number three. New construction. I promised you guys I would talk more about it and man, has it been a lot of my business this year. It changes almost daily. So here's the biggest benefit to new construction other than the things that I've talked about before with the efficiency and the lower costs for insurance, all that stuff is great. The biggest benefit for buyers this year and into 2022 is the fact that new construction actually secures you a house. And that sounds crazy, but securing a house in this market is half the battle. Now you might not move in on time. You might not get to pick any finishes in that house, but you'll have a house at some point. A lot of new construction has changed this year. Builders are going around buyers and their customizations and they're specking houses. They're starting to build them and then they're selling them. It allows the builder to tighten their time frame. It also allows them to price out everything that's in the house and then price it accordingly for the open market. It's frustrating for buyers who want to pick out their own finishes, but frankly, builders don't really care because it allows them to price it correctly and there's so much demand out there that they know they can sell it to somebody. Builders are still trying to get out of the supply issues that crippled them over the last 18 months. I still have clients now that have been under contract for over a year for their new build that are not in their homes yet. The challenges of building right now are real, but just having a house and securing the price makes a lot of buyers feel better. So if prices go up over time while it's being constructed, you're not really concerned about it. Those clients that I was just talking about who haven't moved into their house yet after a year, they're sitting on so much equity right now that it makes it a little easier. Do not try to navigate new construction right now without a realtor. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't save money by not having a realtor. And it is really difficult out there. You need to have someone working in between you and the builder. Number four, get creative with offers. There are a lot of things you can do to make your offer more appealing, and I'm not gonna give you all of my tricks in this video, but I am gonna give you one really important tip. Don't be afraid to be a backup offer, an actual negotiated, executed contract backup offer. I have had several buyers in this market go into first position because they were a backup offer. Second place can turn into first. And number five, this tip is specifically for all of you first time home buyers out there. It is really rough for you guys out there. Typical prices for first time home buyers are in that market where there's a lot of buyers, a lot of multiple offers, a lot of investors gobbling up all of your inventory. But with rent rates as high as they are, it still makes sense for you to try to become a homeowner. Look for homes that have been on the market for a week, even two weeks. Wait for that initial frenzy to be over on a house and then go see it. Now, a lot of times those houses have something that's not quite perfect about them, but maybe that's okay with you. Maybe you can fix it. And even if a house needs significant renovation, remember that there are loan programs out there that will roll the cost of renovations into your mortgage. It's a complicated loan product, but I do know people who can help you navigate it. Most importantly, don't give up guys. I know it's tough, but historically home ownership is one of the best investments that you can make in your lifetime. Bottom line in 2022, I don't see any change in our supply and demand problem. 
The biggest problem we have, honestly, moving forward is housing affordability. I fully recognize that as prices go up, it does knock some people out of the housing market. It is certainly not fair, but it is the reality that we're dealing with right now. Now, I never want to be seen as the realtor who says everything's going to go up forever. I know that that's not true. I know that can't happen. The problem is, I don't know what it's going to be that eventually balances out our supply and demand problem. And I don't know when that's going to happen. What I know for sure is that I don't see it happening here at the end of 2021 or the beginning of 2022. But I promise you, if I start seeing any changes in the market in the Tampa Bay area, I will let you guys know. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.